Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Table Conversations. I'm going to start this conversation with a poem that I just received in my email from a very wise and caring and super inspiring woman with a very complicated and beautiful brain. Just so honored that she thought of me when uh, when she came across this poem. And she indicated that it would be fine to share and also to mention that people are free to follow her journey on at FASD and alcohol free. So this poem is written by Joy Hario. So the poem goes like this. The world begins at a kitchen table. No matter what, we must eat to live. The gifts of earth are brought and prepared, set on the table. So it has been since creation and it will go on. We chase chickens or dogs away from it. Babies teethe at the corners. They scrape their knees under it. It is here that children are given instruction on what it means to be human. We make men at it, we make women. At this table we gossip, recall enemies, and the ghosts of lovers. Our dreams drink coffee with us as they put their arms around our children. They laugh with us at our poor falling down selves, and as we put ourselves back together once again at the table. This table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. Wars have begun and ended at this table. It is a place to hide in the shadow of terror, a place to celebrate the terrible victory. We have given birth on this table and have prepared our parents for burial here. At this table, we sing with joy, with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks. Perhaps the world will end at the kitchen table while we are laughing and crying, eating of the last sweet bite. So there's a lot to unpack with that beautiful poem, but it certainly speaks to me very clearly as I reflect personally with gratitude at the many times and many days spent at my kitchen table growing up and as I've raised my own family. But I'm also aware that many people have not had the same experiences that I have. Coming home from school, for example, and sitting at my table while my mom prepared our suppers and we visited and we talked about what was happening at school and ways to handle day-to-day interactions and our interpersonal relationships and what some of our goals and aspirations were. I remember coming back to visit with young babies and discussing sleeping habits and eating habits and behaviors and getting a lot of support and sometimes some unsolicited advice but lots of communication about that at my kitchen table. I also think about the debates, the arguments, the card games, and the many lessons learned. I also look back at my grandparents' kitchen table and the big feasts that were prepared with love, and also some of the tension that would arise when all of the family got together, but also some of the big belly laughs and, unfortunately, the haze of smoke back in the day when everyone seemed to be smoking, and smoking in the house was an okay thing. Times continue to change, thankfully, in some respects. But again, we learn a lot of lessons around what's possible and what we should be doing and what we shouldn't maybe be doing and what's healthy and what's unhealthy. We discuss politics and what kinds of things we should be worried about. 
and what kinds of things we shouldn't. And it all begins and ends with relationships and people that we trust. For those of us who are called upon for support or assistance, whether that be with family members or friends, and or for those of us who work in the system, that's something that we all need to really remember. Because the most important thing that we can do is build relationships and provide a soft place for people to sit in their struggles. So for the people that we walk alongside, people need to feel like we genuinely care and that we are trusted with some very intimate and vulnerable moments and experiences. And in spite of our best intentions, sometimes our language doesn't communicate what we maybe intend. And I've been in family meetings, for example, where people from child protection agencies have used words or statements like, you know, your child is going to understand that you are abandoning them when critical situations arise and we need to do things differently for the family. I've also heard this child is exhausting. I spent an hour with this child and I just need to go home and have a nap. This is in front of foster families who are doing their best and looking for support and looking for a team approach to to making or to improving outcomes. And I've also heard family members say things like, this is a parenting issue. They did that to these kids. So they need to sit in it and realize that they could have done better. This judgment and the unfair assumptions that I hear on a regular basis can in fact be more difficult for family members and individuals than the condition that they are dealing with itself. Parenting can be really difficult sometimes, and even with neurotypical children, even just everyday stuff, we need support, not judgment. On my website, I have developed a couple of resources for family and friends of people who are struggling with complex mental health and or neurodevelopmental disorders, and it applies for service providers as well, as it describes some of the common needs that we all have, but most especially for those who are experiencing some of these extra complexities. So these may seem to be very simple and straightforward and obvious. However, in our day-to-day interactions, I challenge all of us to really consider whether or not we're actually recognizing that everyone needs someone who believes in them, for example. So our language needs to share that message clearly. Everyone needs unconditional love and acceptance. That's something else that we all need. But when people are constantly focusing on all the things that we're doing wrong, like Maybe our schoolwork isn't getting completed or we're forgetting our homework or we're lying or confabulating or taking things that don't belong or sneaking things that really should be asking permission for or making simple judgment errors. This isn't necessarily acceptance, or at least it doesn't feel like that for the person who's being reprimanded or called called to to the table, so to speak. People need patience and understanding. We all do. And we all also benefit from structure and predictability. Everyone needs safe environments, but sometimes people with complexities need modified environments. So that means that maybe we need to do some additional houseproofing based on the current needs and issues within our families. And we need to be okay with that rather than expecting the child to stay away from something or to stop taking something or to stop doing whatever they want to be doing at that time. This is not coddling or a display of lack of discipline. It's trying to set ourselves and our kids up for successful experiences, and this strengthens relationships. Relationships are important because without them, rules don't really matter. I think we all need to remember that. People listen more intentionally 
when they feel valued and they feel trusted and they feel that the relationship is safe. And also, everyone needs calm and supportive redirection, even when the situation seems really chaotic, because we know as parents that when we get elevated and when we start to get upset, that doesn't make the problem smaller. In fact, it usually makes it bigger. And everyone needs assistance with emotional regulation and attention and close supervision. And sometimes that means really close in our efforts to help protect people from making dangerous or just poor decisions when making those decisions independently seems kind of out of reach. For more information about how we can be supportive to one another and to our friends and family, we have a resource section, so feel free to check out the website and start some conversations of your own. Once again, if you're appreciating these podcasts, feel free to share and feel free to reach out and let me know what kinds of conversations you'd like me to help get started. With many thanks, Angela. Angela.